overtrain for most folks across the spectrum, whether they're, you know, 15 years old in high school or they're the 60 year old dad who is coaching their son now who's in high school say, this is how you exercise. Like, this is how I did it back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great you did it back in your day this way, but look where you are. How many times have you been to physical therapy? Welcome to another episode of the Art of Kings podcast show, a show dedicated to helping men become all that they are. Today's episode, I am with a guest, Michael Perlet. He is the host of Exercise Equals Life podcast show. And today he's going to teach us a little bit about, a little bit more about fitness and our bodies um, and just some things for longevity, some workouts that we should definitely implement into our routine because as you guys know, this is a huge part of our journey as kings growing into all that we are. So without any further ado, my buddy, Michael Perlet, how are you doing? Good. Simon, thank you for having me on this afternoon. Yes, absolutely. Introduction. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you could just jump in and uh, tell them a little bit more about, you know, your background. Um, tell them about the podcast, the mission behind that. Um, absolutely. A little bit more. So I think this is a good place to start off, which is kind of how I became interested in exercise, right? Because yes, I'm 25 years old and, you know, that's young to most folks, but in the industry, it's kind of the starting age for most people, right? You're typically in school and you're doing something along the lines of that within the health and wellness scene. Mm -hmm. But for myself, I didn't always know, know that I wanted to be within health and wellness mm -hmm. coming from a non-sport background. So mm -hmm. I never played a sport, you know, growing up through high school or even in community college, but I've always cared about health and wellness. Yeah. So a little bit with that is um, applied for a program at Montclair State University, right, for undergrad in exercise physiology. Hmm. And I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but I had an interest and more specifically an interest in the biceps curl. <laughs> kind of funny but yeah that kind of led my interest in greater greater passions at mm -hmm. the time very limited in scope mm -hmm. and I applied was easily accepted into the program yeah so that kind of like so that was kind of like the start of you know learning more into the you know the exercise um you know training and all of that so that's kind of where that all started yeah but even before that I guess it was a little lost. I didn't know that yeah. school was the next, <clears throat> the next option for myself. Mm -hmm. And there was kind of like a spark moment that mm -hmm. ignited that flame. Mm -hmm. Really, it was, you know, a family member, specifically my aunt, telling me, you know, what are you doing with your life? You have to do something pretty, yeah, pretty, like, pretty different than what you're doing now, the status quo, doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's what we're, you know, um, one of the things, obviously, that we talk about is, is, is building something impactful, doing things, um, you know, great things, really just not only. Um, and I think it's funny because uh, fitness and exercise and everything is such like is, is is so indicative of this. But it's like, you know, maintaining everything at home base. Right. Making sure that you're good, um, making sure that you are, you know, in your best shape, not just physically um, as it applies to this episode, but in your best shape and condition to move forward and 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 impact further and greater than than just you and that sounds like exactly what you 
you know, kind of buckled down and started to to, to focus on? Yeah, so it came to realization that I needed to make a change. And yeah. specifically <clears throat> going through undergrad, now being in the graduate program, a master's program, Montclair State Exercise Science, mm-hmm. had a lot of opportunities to, to be an educator in the, in the field for, you know, 100 plus undergrad students in Montclair State, attending different conferences, clinics within that, um, within exercise science. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting. I actually read this morning um, in a book called Bounce by Matthew Syed, speaking to these these moments where sparks are created right and it's almost like a change in mindset yeah yeah I think, I've, I think i've read on i think i haven't read that book but i think they touch on that it sounds so familiar i'm not sure what book like they've touched on that um that i've read but that sounds so familiar so like yeah what what is that just about like really really quickly briefly talk about that yeah so have you heard of um, Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck at all? I believe so. I think that's on my list, if I'm okay. not. Yeah. Highly recommend that one as well. Okay. But he's, Matthew Syed speaks more to about deliberate practice and using that um, in every aspect of your life. So specifically, you know, in terms of athletes and musicians, mm-hmm. but being able to hone in on those skills and using it for yourself. Mm-hmm. 10,000 hour rule. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that, so I know deliberate practice, they speak about that in, in grit by Angela Duckworth. Have you read that one? I've yeah. heard. Yes. Yeah. That, that one's great. First of all, we're dropping a lot of different books here. Try <laughs> to take notes because these are all great reads and you guys want to make sure that we have like an extensive reading list. I'm about to finish. Um, I'm reading atomic habits right now. Um, <laughs> I forget the author. Um, Man, I forget the author, but um, <laughs> I'm reading Atomic Habits right now, and I have like 30 pages. I'm gonna finish it probably tonight or 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 this week, and and it's just so great to be able to have like the next book in rotation. Like I already know, like I have a, a extremely long list on yeah. in my in my notes right on my phone. Um, and to know like the next book that you're hopping into, that's dope. So try and remember some of these book titles that we're throwing around and and add them to your list. <laughs> They're all good reads. Um, yeah, I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah absolutely so um so we talked a little bit you know about how you started talk a little bit about um um the exercise equals life podcast i know that that's new but um just talk about you know like why you started it and and what listeners um because we'll leave that at the at the end of the episode so that they can they can check out the the podcast but um what can some of our listeners expect if they you know tune into the exercise equals life podcast absolutely so beyond being just a podcast exercise equals life is kind of my new brand, mm-hmm. moving moving out of the graduate scene into a possible PhD program, I wanted something that I could bring along with me, that I can expand over time and influence the health, fitness, and wellness scene. And everyone from Jersey, if you're sure you know, it's like the gym is life, bro. Right? There's that that constant saying where the gym is life, and I'm like, yeah, well, the gym is life, but more so, exercise. Exercise yeah. is life, and then inherently created exercise equals life. Mm. So that's kind of the origins of that. Mm. Um, a little bit more of a formality versus the gym, bro. Yeah. <laughs> similar message there. Yeah. But yeah this the podcast. So it's a recent creation. And again, to bring in different health experts, whether they're in fitness, they're in strength and conditioning, they're more medical in nature, maybe they're acad- academicians, but just bringing on different viewpoints and then giving information to the personal trainer, 
the student in exercise science yeah or the clinician mm. right because there are different um different voices on there yeah so again yeah. trying to be inclusive and and holistic with that output yeah and i see that you i just saw um i just saw you posted that you're having angelo on on an episode yeah, yeah our, that... listeners, our listeners know uh we've had an episode with angelo he's he's amazing um I should probably drop his his information again in in at the end of this episode in the description um because he's great um if you haven't listened to that episode it's in the first season go check that out featuring um Angelo Gingerelli he's another great um guest and you can check him out again um on Michael's podcast whenever that episode whenever that episode drops so yep so Angelo Gingerelli that podcast actually just was relaunched uh, yesterday oh perfect so it's available now so definitely go uh Go check that out. <laughs> I see with the lights. It's all good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But make sure you go check that out with um on the Exercise Equals Life podcast. Um, so from here, Michael, I'm gonna let you take over. Um, I know you have, you know, kind of a lesson almost, you know, planned out for for our listeners today. Um, so I'll let you just take it from here. Um, um, and yeah, go ahead. Floor is yours, man. Yes. So Let's let's be a discussion base as well, right? So any questions that come up into your mind as we talk through this, let's let's address them there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of basis for this discussion is based on my role as an educator at Montclair State for a, a course labeled Leadership and Anaerobic Exercise. Mm -hmm. And in developing this course, I had to come across, you know, many textbooks and different sources. And the ultimate goal of producing better movement quality mm -hmm. through the primary movement patterns we experience in life, right? Whether it's a squat, it's a hip hinge or some sort of pushing motion. Mm -hmm. And there's others along that spectrum, but to keep the list short, uh, those are the primary three. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we get through discussing most of those. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so the objective, the objective today is to really hone in on, on, on those exercises. And let's talk about, why you know of course we should implement them in our routines um but essentially what everyday functions they they help us with right and why that's beneficial to again implement into your routine make sure if you're not on a program or if you're not you know if whatever if you're not really in the gym like that we have to make sure that we at least hone in on specific exercises in our day-to-day -day or on a weekly basis because we need to build for our future. We need to be able to sustain our activities, sustain ourselves for our journey moving forward. So again, Michael, repeat the um, so what are what are what are the three exercises um that you came with? Um, and then we'll go exercise by exercise and then and and we'll talk about how, you know, what role that they play in our everyday functions. Absolutely. So beyond exercise, exercise is kind of like a, a pigeonholing term. We could just say movement pattern. No right, because we all squat down, you know, when we're going to the toilet, we all squat okay. down, we're picking something up. So the squat movement pattern um, and then also hip hinge movement pattern. So being able to recruit your hips properly and being able to bend down to the floor in that respect without arching your back. Mm -hmm. And then just a push patterning. So we all do the bench press, the most common exercise, but being able to push something away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it just hits on something, right? Because even yourself, you called it an exercise. Mm -hmm. It's a preconceived notion, right, in society that we label everything with one exercise, one modality, right? 
Mm-hmm. We, so I think there's room for for growth in that aspect as well. Yeah, that is true because I think I think even when you say like <laughs> when you say things like exercise, right? For some people who who don't exercise, who don't work out or anything, it's a turnoff, right? Like to say yeah. like you know this is this is an exercise, but you're right, like you said, it's just a, a you know everyday function that we have to make sure that we um you know that we that we crack down on and really are able to perform at a high level for as long as possible. I know that you um your your co-host I believe for the exercise equals podcast uh, exercise equals life podcast um talk a little bit more on him really quickly cuz you said how how old is he again? Yeah, so the co-host of my podcast, he's actually a 60 he's 60 years old and he's an occupational therapist by trade. So this cross-general relation, cross-generational relationship that we have where I'm 25 and he's 60 is something quite unique. Yeah. And that's also a little bit of the basis for exercise equals life that, you know, just because you grow old in, in a number value doesn't mean you have to lose your physicality and your autonomy. You mm-hmm. can maintain that over your lifespan. Yeah. And it's through proper exercise and nutrition that you will have those capacities at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, you know, that, that your, your physical health and well-being is something that will naturally deteriorate over, you know, a long time. And sure, um, you know, naturally there's things that you might not be able to do, um, or, you know, whatever. A lot of this, I wouldn't say could necessarily be prevented, but can be slowed down. And we've accepted, I think just as, as society, we've accepted, you know, a very low standard of health. I was literally just talking about this with uh with some relatives of mine. We've just accepted a very low standard of of health and and you know with all the listeners on this podcast like we're not, you know, people who are we're not ones to accept standards of things, especially when it comes to health um and and our growth and everything like that. So um so he's definitely, you know, on par with that uh at age, you know, 60 in his 60s still crushing it in the gym. Um, I would love for that to be the norm, right? I'd love for that to be, to be the standard. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. you know, it's definitely tough, right? Cause a lot of people are starting and folks listening to this podcast, they're not in our positions where, you know, we're jacked and, you know, we have a six pack abs. We're the outliers of society. We're that, you know, very marginal. Percentage. Yeah. yeah. Most folks, they just, want to be able to bend down to the floor properly, yeah. pick up their, you know, their grandchild, grandchild if they're at that age. Yeah. Or, you know, just being able to function without being in pain. Right. So I think we offer a unique opportunity in that we can kind of bridge that gap. Right. And I think it's almost breaking down walls, right? We have to see that exercise isn't so rigid. It's not going into the gym and being fearful of your environment because you see some sweaty gym bro with a mm. tank top on and you're like, Oh, well, I'm not like him, so I can't do this. Well, no, A, you can do this, and B, it is for you, more importantly. Yeah, yeah. That's another huge thing, right? Like, and it's and, and it's like you said, with deliberate practice. For those of you who don't know what deliberate practice is, I'm gonna try and break it down the best that I can. Deliberate <laughs> practice from what I from what I'm from what I'm remembering and how I apply it, you know, in my life is basically work that you are, you know, just deeply focused on. You designate a specific time. Um, and then you just lock in. That's all you're thinking about. Um, and everything that you do is 100 percent intentional. Um, so de- uh, so deliberate practice 
of course, can be applied to the gym. Um, it can be applied to your work. Uh, I do deep work every morning um, for the podcast, for Beyond Athletics and all of that. Um, and that's a deliberate practice in a sense. Um, when I go to the gym um, and I have a 45 minute workout and I'm in and out, I make sure I hit these specific muscle groups. Um, I'm following a Beyond Athletics program or whatever. That's my my deliberate practice um, and everything that I do, every movement, every second of every workout, I'm present um, and intentionally, you know, uh, killing it. So I think that that's something that, you know, we need to really talk about because a lot of people don't apply that, you know, to their lives. Um, and you can just you can you can you can take it from here and talk about, you know, what uh, for those who uh, for those listeners who do have access to a gym and who do want to start getting more consistent in the gym, things like that. What is what are some just things to to think about um um when when getting in the gym, right? Because a lot of people go to the gym and don't do the right thing. Um so we're not talking about workouts, but just more mindset. Um what are a couple of things that we can that uh, that we can give our listeners um related to the mindset going going to the gym, getting that exercise in? Yeah, so not to confuse the audience any longer, but I know you name drop deep work, so we'll call out Cal Newport for that book as well. Uh, you had a fourth one or fifth one to your list now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the gym and how you can start off, it, it's just about creating a simple routine, mm-hmm. a simple mindset shift in that, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to complete a warm up that's going to last maybe 10 minutes, mm-hmm. whether it's some light intensity cardio, so um, something on the bicycle on the treadmill elliptical, something just to increase your heart rate, some blood flow, and then doing something a little bit more dynamic in nature. And maybe you're doing walking lunges for 10 yards forward. And maybe you go backwards if you have the capacity to do so, but just something small in nature and then expand out from there. Yeah. I think the warm up is so essential or just kind of the forgotten part about any workout. Most people will go into the gym, right? It's, it's, it's Tuesday over here, but yesterday was Monday, right? Yeah. What is Monday? Bench press day. Mm-hmm. Everybody bench presses on Monday. Mm-hmm. So most yeah, people. I just, I just finished a, a crazy bench press workout mm-hmm. with some with some friends of mine yesterday. That was insane. When we actually were on the phone uh, yeah. yesterday, I was in the gym. <laughs> like, that's why you're a little bit in a rage. You're like, <laughs> like yeah. Actually- <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. continue that. Yeah. So. Most folks just hop under the bench press, load it up 225 and start ripping out some weights. Yeah. Well, that's great for the first couple of times. But if you progress that, you're going to run into injuries because yeah. the tissues aren't ready to be put under that much load. But a proper warm up, even if it's 10 minutes, will enhance your effect and decrease the likelihood of injury risk over time. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a simple step is just coming up with a, a well-defined warm up, whether you search it up on Google and find some cookie cutter program or rely on someone who's a little bit more knowledgeable, yeah. but don't go into the gym cold, have some sort of warm up. Yeah. 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 So listen to everything you're saying. Cause that's huge, right? You want to go and that all plays into the intentionality of, of, of your workout. You go in, you know exactly what you're going to do and you complete that, right? That's huge. But you also want to make sure that what you're doing is well-informed um, and, and you're not risking injury and you're not, you know, doing anything that you might not be ready for, not even in terms of strength, but going in cold, like you said, and trying to bench even a heavy amount that you know you can bench. Um, because again, what are what what's the goal? We're trying to build health. Um, 
and 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 we don't want to do anything that might you know um deter us from our health in the long run which is something that we definitely want to you know uh prioritize yeah with with health being the underlying goal it's almost like we lose focus of that over time throughout routine practice in the gym yeah you go there and if you go to the gym tonight and ask anybody who is working out whatever machine they're using or device they're using ask them what their goal is they're probably gonna you know to say get big and jacked yeah (laughs) health probably won't even come up yeah the original intentions was to lose weight change their body composition which is health in one metric and now it's something totally different yeah so yeah message consistent as well that's yeah 100 percent. and and it's it's you know i just want to clarify if this is your first time listening to the art of kings podcast show whenever we talk about fitness health is priority Right. So I don't know what other podcasts or what other YouTube channel or whatever you might have listened to in the past. Um, But the objective is never just to get big, jack, buff, whatever you want to call it. That's not the objective here. Um, If that happens in in your process of maintaining health, um, great, great for you, you know, but our objective is to stay healthy, um, healthy enough to carry out our mission healthy enough to grow into all that we are, um, keep our bodies right, our minds right. That is always the priority. So I just want to put that out there. If that's the first, if this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast, that is always going to be our priority above everything else. Um, so Michael, let's just uh, let's just kind of come back around full circle. Let's talk about the three the um, you know three main exercises or or body functions that we need to yeah. you know focus in on for those who you know might not have access to the gym, might not be able to get on a program or or whatever. Um, and they just want to kind of make sure that they're good. You know, they're listening to this and they're like, dang, like I don't, I don't have access to a gym or I don't have anything, but I, I want to be able to perform these, these functions for, you know, a long time and really excel in them. How, in a, in a practical sense, what can they do just from their house or, you know, from wherever they, they might have access to if, if it's not a gym to really, focus on these, these exercises and, um, and be able to perform them for a long time. Perfect. So we'll begin with the squat movement pattern, a squat movement pattern. I think that opens up uh, a, a little area we can speak on that preconceived notion, right? Where, because we're talking about the squat, there will be a barbell on my upper, tra- upper back trap, mm-hmm. trap region, and it will be a barbell back squat under load, which mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like that. I mean, for anyone listening who is new to exercise and looking to improve their health, a body weight squat done properly should do the right work, what you need it to do. Yeah. And again, it's tough to speak over a podcast, right? To cue somebody into the right positioning for a squat, body weight squat with the proper tension coming from the ground all the way up the kinetic chain, you know, to the upper body. But real briefly, if you and me walked into Starbucks, right? And there's five people online in front of us. And we asked each one of them to not only demonstrate, but explain what a squat is. How many variations will we see? Yeah, we have five. We have <laughs> <laughs> about five different variations. Right. You would see one losing their balance. One person would sit all the way back. Someone yeah. would look forward and someone would just stand still because they're like, squat? I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If we place a toilet behind them and ask them to sit to that toilet, you would see five identical images. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, it's breaking down these terms. They're not scary terms. It's a squat is a squat. A squat is sitting to a chair. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so with that being said, guys, I think, I think the takeaway for, for, for that movement at least is, I, I mean, I heard a couple different takeaways, you know, so one guys, let's stop, you know, uh, having these mental images of, of, of exercises, um, or, or even calling them exercises, as you said, especially when we talk about these three different movements and these three different functions, um, Again, that idea of calling it an exercise and the idea of visualizing something that you think that you're not able to do is going to deter you from doing it. And you're not going to have the motivation to do it when it's something that you can easily do. You can easily incorporate into your daily, you know, your daily routine, whether it's just waking up and performing a couple of squats just in your living room. Um, Very possible. Um, Like you said, that's really all you need. The body weight to maintain yeah. health that's all you need i mean even beyond the body weight if you're at home and you don't have access to traditional weights i'm sure there's some object you can use that you can hold in front of your chest a yeah, chest level and you can use that to act as some sort of external load mm-hmm. yeah external yeah load can come by many forms it's it's what you have access to and that's under underappreciated yeah yeah and i and and what it really is, just talking about it, is 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 your will to act. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just your will to act, man. If you if you have the will, when there's a will, there's a way, right? If you have the will, if you have the will to do it, it's gonna happen. So focus in your. You have the information, you know, right here. There's numerous options um, for you, you know, to 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 incorporate health, fitness, um, exercise, uh, you know increasing the amount of these movements that you do, you know, we're, we're telling you now, um, all art of Kings, you know, listeners, you guys have, you guys have access to, to, to beyond athletics, um, art of Kings listeners get, um, discounts on, on beyond athletics. You guys can check all of that out in the description. You can check out Michael, you can check out all of that stuff. Um, so the point is there's no, absolutely no excuse to not be able to incorporate these things in your in your daily life, even at a mediocre, you know, I don't even want to call it mediocre, but even just at a minimum, you know, level, like the very least you can do is 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 get up, uh, do a couple squats in your living room, pick up something, um, you know, and 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 squat with it, like Michael was just saying, you know, just to add a little bit of resistance. Um, there's no reason to not be able to incorporate these things into your into your into your daily lives. I mean, if you have someone young at home, right, like a, a one-year-old, someone who's relatively small, put them in their hands, you know, hold them in front of you and make a joke out of it, right? Just squat down with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, anything, anything works, anything, um, anything to keep, to keep you going, uh, to incorporate that, that, um, those movements in your, in your daily life. Um, so let's just get on to the next one. Uh, so we have the, uh, well, what, what's, I'll let you break it down. What's the, so what's the next, what's the next movement? Yeah, so the hip hinge movement patterning, which Mm kind of sounds a little challenging, daunting at first, but all it means is bending at the waist, yeah, sending the hips in a backward direction, right? Mm -hmm. How many millions of Americans experience low back pain? I know there's one study that I cite for my course, and it's an old one now. It's from 1994. Probably should cite a little one, one more, a little more uh, recent, but 31 million Americans have low back pain. Yeah. That's a near, near 15, 20 year old metric. So do the math, exponential increase. We're definitely at, you know, 
not gonna say number, but beyond 31 million. Yeah. I think it comes just from like a learned disuse of our backside muscles, mm-hmm. right? We are a dominantly forward society, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted to hold off with the push patterning for last because it's so overused yeah. that we almost forget how to use the muscles of our glutes, the back of our legs, the hamstrings. Mm-hmm. And we rely a lot on the low back. So when we're picking something off the ground, we forget how to bend properly. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's so interesting that you say that. Cause I didn't, <laughs> cause I can apply that to myself. You know, I work out all the time and it wasn't until um, recent years, really when working on beyond athletics that uh, especially because beyond athletics is, 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 uh, holistic fitness right so we we prioritize all aspects of the, of the fitness and everything i mean that includes the actual just workout components themselves right and so when working on it and 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 i'm working with my team and we're talking about you know the best workouts to do and what makes what creates optimal results we're 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 looking at you know working out all muscles in the legs right like the back of the legs and everything and it was that moment that i realized like i don't work the back of my legs out at all like I, so I just started working out like my hamstrings and everything like three years ago. I used to catch the craziest cramps in my hamstrings and my calves and everything. All my legs, like my leg days were just squats and, and, um, dang, like lunges, things like that. Like the typical things that of course, you know, hit all the legs, but I never really just targeted the back of my legs. And I used to catch the worst cramps. It was just, so I was, as much as I worked out, man, this like, Nobody is exempt from from potentially missing a muscle group um, or overlooking a muscle group. Yeah, right. So, so more specifically, since we are such a sedentary population, um, and this is getting a little bit sciencey here, but bear with me for a second. We have our hip flexors, right, that are located in front of us that flex our hip, right? Mm-hmm. When you're seated, you're in hip flexion, essentially. So that's also known as the iliopsoas muscle. Mm-hmm. That becomes short and tight over time. Now, through that, one of the largest muscles in our body, the glute max, is weakened. Hmm. Now, now we're left with a weak glute max. Yeah. Well, what does that mean when we need to involve hip, involve hip movements? Well, our hamstrings decide to re, decide to pick up the slack and are recruited for hip extension, which was the job of the glute max. Hmm. So now the hamstrings acting a lot are overworked. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that's also what what happens, right? We we lose use of what we should be using. Yeah, and then overstrain, um, yeah. strain, you know, by because we're overcompensating. So yeah, yeah, totally. So um, but anyways, so getting back to the hip hinge movement pattern, basically, it's a biomechanically safe and efficient way to pick something up off the ground. We all do the exercise deadlifts, and I think. Deadlift is an appropriate term, synonymous with hip hinge. The implement being a different exercise, right? Whether it's a barbell, a trap bar, a kettlebell, um, a dumbbell at your sides. Mm-hmm. It's all the act of picking picking something up from a dead stop at the floor. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so is there um is there something that we could do uh you know like that squat in our living room, uh, is there like an equivalent of that, that we can do for, for the hip hinge, just, you know, in our living room, um, um, just practically breaking it down. Like what, what can we do just again in our living room, um, to incorporate in our daily routines? 
Yeah, so let's start with a body weight hip hinge. Stand tall, you know, with your feet just outside your shoulder width. And, you know, place your hands right down in front of you, kind of cross your palms over each other. And all you have to do is bend at the waist and try to keep minimal bend at the knees. And just let your hands sink down towards the midline of your body, you know, in line with your knees and your and your feet. So they're not too far in front of you, not too far behind you. Just in the midline of your feet, essentially. Mm-hmm. But what you can do there is practice tension and just do a body weight hinge movement. If yeah. you do have access to, I'm not going to say, you know, gallons of water bottles because I don't know who stores them in their house. Yeah. <laughs> someone who maybe exercises quite often because I do yeah. <laughs> carrying water bottles around like that. Yeah. If you have something where there's handles and you know they're a couple of inches off the ground, mm-hmm. just put one in the middle of you, pick it up, place it down or at the side of you, at the sides of your shins, outside of your, your legs, right? Bend down and pick them both up in that respect. Mm-hmm. If you are in the gym, my go-to exercise is a trap bar deadlift. I think it's a great exercise to use in place of a straight barbell in front of you. Yeah. Just in terms of where your hips are located, um, how much recruitment you're using from the quadriceps, hamstrings. And, but if you don't want to challenge yourself at that level just yet, and you mm-hmm. do have access to a gym, yeah. I'd recommend a kettlebell, a single kettlebell in place, right between your feet, right in the midline of your laces. Mm-hmm. Grasp that with the double overhand grip. And pull that up a couple of times. It's a great learning tool. And again, everything that he's saying, you know, no excuse not to implement. We just broke down what you can do with absolutely nothing but, you know, the ground beneath you, um, what you can do at a gym, and what you could do with just a kettlebell, which you can simply order online from Amazon or whatever. Easy purchase, um, you know, to to incorporate these movements in your your daily life. So whatever level you're at, again, (laughs) There is no excuse. We have to implement these things um, and we have to start prioritizing our health and our fitness. Um, so let's just get into the last one uh, to wrap it all up. Um, I'll let you let you take it from there. Yeah. So last but not least, right? Everyone's favorite movement pattern, the push. Yeah. <laughs> so overused, overtrained for most folks across the spectrum, whether they're, you know, 15 years old in high school or they're the 60-year-old dad who is coaching their son now who's in high school, say, this is how you exercise. Like, this is how I did it back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great you did it back in your day this way, but look where you are. How many times have you been to physical therapy? Yeah. <laughs> where are you on for your labrum now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, and, and, it, and it's just, you know, it plays into, it plays so much into the theme of this, right? When we talk about the art of kings, we're talking about, you know, we're moving forward um, in terms of in, in everything, really. But it, it it's so, you know, it's so prominent in in fitness because, you know, you have that you have that typical like you were talking about um, that typical, you know, look um, or identity or whatever of the guy um, who's just benching a bunch, doing a bunch of push. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you could push that, you know, you're good. Like, that's what a man should be able to do. And nah, bro, we're 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 going past that, you know, and we're and again, we're we're building that help. So I just wanted to add that because, you know, it's so it's so on par with everything that we're talking about on the podcast and everything that we that we stand for here. Yeah, no, I, I totally love it. I mean, it, it's a great thing what you're what you're doing in, in terms of promoting the health and, and wellness of society. 
yeah. through being the king, essentially, right? I mean, yeah. everyone wants to be the king. You want to be the top. You you want to be the best version of you you possibly can be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that relative the term is important. Yeah. But getting back to this, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but I was at the gym where I trained back at home recently last week, and there's a gentleman who bench presses quite often. I'm going to go conservatively and say five days a week barbell bench presses and there's a lot of load on there i mean there's more than three or four or five 45 pound plates on both sides of the bar and for most gym people who know numbers i'm not good at math but it's somewhere in 400 pound range yeah which is a lot of weight to putting on your shoulders five five days a week Mm. oh i finally decided to ask him talk to him i never talked to him before yeah so many years later right three years later and he says, you know, actually, I tore a muscle in my rotator cuff. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, finally, this happened to you. Not, you know, happily it happened. Hey, but yeah, finally, yeah, I, like, I knew something was going to happen. I mean, you could have asked anybody without an extra science degree. Yeah. You do something that repetitive to an inherently unstable muscle. What do you, the hell do you think is going to happen? Something's yeah. going to break. Anyways, though, after hearing that, I saw him in the gym the next week. Would would you believe me? Would you believe me if I told you that he was barbell bench pressing again with the torn rotator cuff? That's insane. That's insane. So maybe something's off. Just a disconnect between uh, society and what you know actually happened. But whatever. Yeah. These overtraining injuries do happen. Yeah. Now he's on on the other end of of the spectrum, right? Doing five days a week of training. Most folks aren't doing that. They're probably bench pressing twice, based off their gym routines. But still. If that's all you're doing twice a week, mm-hmm. you have to reconsider your, your plans. Yeah. Anyways, right. no, I, um, back to this movement pattern. And this is probably why it's such an overused uh, method. If you walk into any gym, how many bench presses are there? Yeah, there's Flat, a ton. incline, or decline? Yeah, there's a ton. I know for my gym, I know for my gym, the whole, essentially the entire back half, like it's split into two halves. I guess the half on the left side is nothing but benches, incline, decline, whatever, straight benches. Yeah, so, I mean, there's easily more than 8 to 10 plus barbell bench presses, whether they're flat incline or decline. Then how many other flat presses are there just in front of the dumbbell racks? I mean, it conservatively probably takes up 30% of the gym, I would say, in most places, which is a lot for one muscle group which isn't even that large on the body Mm. just compare the size of the chest to our legs yeah we know the winner honest like (laughs) you know let's be honest here man people love to do that because they think it's the most attractive muscle group right when you when you when when you have a big chest or when you have whatever you know you could take pictures and and you know you think you look nice in pictures and on the beach and all that stuff but all of that stuff is honestly corny, man. We're not here for that. We're not here for the. We're not here for you know. We're not here for that, man. If you have, if you're, if you're healthy and you're proud of your body, whatever form it takes, go ahead. You know, take the, you know, take the pictures, do whatever. But not at the expense of like what you're saying, like with this guy, you know, in the gym, and you know, I hope his shoulder is better. I don't know, but I hope his shoulder. Yeah. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> but. But what are we what are we what are we pushing for, you know, to 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 do all of that? You know, it's 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 not worth it, man. It's it's not worth that at all. Um, yeah, no, I mean, 
if, if you go in with intentions of improving your health and you do come out, you know, jacked, tan yeah. and sweaty, yeah. by all means, you did a superb job, right? You went above and beyond expectations, Absolutely. but don't go in there with that mindset. Yeah, not at all. Go in there being able, being open to experiencing a new, a new environment and a new, new movement. Now I know it's kind of tough to perform the a push movement at home, and yes, I would revert to saying doing a push up. But then again, if we can't, if we're not strong enough, right? Because we're coming from a place of of of, of being sedentary. We can't push ourselves up off the floor in a traditional push-up matter. There's also a wall push-up, which means you put your both palms on a wall. You associate your feet from the wall a couple of inches away, and you push yourself in towards the wall and then away. Mm. I think most people can do that. And you yeah. change the position of your feet relative to the angle of the difficulty you want to place on the chest muscles. Right. So again, if you can't do a push-up on the floor and you're at home and you want to improve the chest muscles, capacity, strength, or whatnot, do a wall push-up. And mm. once you develop competencies in that work down to the floor, mm. if you need to elevate your hands, take a, a, a foot high platform, whether it's a box, elevate your hands and then go to the floor. Yeah. But there's no reason why we can't train the push patterning if we need to. That's yeah. It. Yeah, and that's 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 great, you know, and 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 it's crazy because you know, when when like personally I don't study um you know, all of the exercise science of course as in depth as as you. And for somebody like me who is totally, you know, into health, into fitness, um you know, it's crazy how 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 I don't know if the word is spoiled, but how much you can go without thinking about, you know, the other types of variations to workouts that there are, right? My entire life, I've been able to do a push-up. I've been able to bench. I've been able to do all of that. So I never even, I've never even thought about a wall push-up or anything like yeah. that. Something that I've completely never thought about. Um, And this is me being somebody who's into fitness. So somebody who's, you know, who, who, who doesn't come from a fitness background, um, who doesn't, you know, who, who, who doesn't work out or anything like that. They, they're definitely not thinking like, yeah, I want to, you know, activate my chest. Um, let me simply do a wall pushup, right? It's not something that, 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 that people think about. Um, but it's so simple because everybody has access to a wall. Um, and, and again, it's something that you, there's no excuse for you not to be able to implement into your, into your daily routine. Yeah, no, a lot of it is just being force fed into an environment because you all have access to a gym, right? You, you pay for a membership, you go to a gym and you're pretty happy. Yeah. But do you know how to properly use all the tools provided in there? Yeah. It's the best of your, it's the best, it's the best that can improve you. Probably not. That's yeah. where we kind of go wrong. I'm not advocating for anyone to hire a personal trainer. I think a personal trainer makes sense for the right population. If you're someone new to exercise, you never played a sport in your life. You're just going in there to improve your health. Maybe working with a personal trainer one or twice a week more as, as an, a place to catch up and make sure you're progressing properly is a great thing to do. Yeah. Again, they're expensive and they all have different skills and knowledge sets. I can attest to that being in an environment of personal training. Um, so, yeah, but again, going back to that, right, we all have this, this notion where we go into a gym 
And now we have the whole world at our disposal. Yeah. Well, most of the time, because that mindset, we're putting more stress on our body that's negative versus positive stress to listen to proper adaptations in terms of growth, right? So performing the barbell bench press on day one, going in without performing a warm up, performing a barbell back squat. Yeah. Well, how do you know we have the proper low back stability core strength to support, you know, a 45 pound bar on our upper shoulders? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's breaking down those walls and those barriers, which is the first step. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, with that being said, tons of value dropped in this episode. Um, and I think what we can walk away with again is there's absolutely no excuse. Um, we've broken down all the levels that you can do something at, whether you have zero equipment, no gym, anything like that. If you do have the means which most of you guys do, um, to go to a gym and to do all that, you know, there is absolutely no excuse. The resources are there. Um, and it's just the will to act on it. Um, because we know that this is extremely important. I cannot stress how important, uh, a, you know, maintaining a great level of health of of strength as men um you know just to be able to perform these functions at a high level for a very long time it's extremely important so with that being said there's no excuse um and you guys have all the access um to all the information to to everything that you guys need um so that being said michael uh if you can just leave a couple of places where they'll be able to 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 find you um, if they want to get in contact with you, um, they want to listen to the podcast, um, just leave everything that, you know, um, always that they can hear more of you and and connect with you. Yes. Yeah, so exercise equals life on Instagram. There is relevant posts there made to exercises, a little bit of education as well. So we, we scratch the surface level of, of the science, but um, there's a little bit more scientific knowledge on there as well being posted weekly. Um, exercise equals life on Apple's podcast. Spotify, iHeartRadio. Mm -hmm. And if you want to reach out more personally, my personal Instagram is Michael underscore Perlet on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. And I'll leave everything that you just said in the description below. So you guys, after this episode, just scroll down and check that out. Um, so without further ado, that concludes today's episode. Um, first and foremost, uh, you guys can also scroll down in the description. Like I said before, all Art of Kings members have um access to discounted beyond athletics programs um i will leave the codes to that in in the description um check out beyond athletics get on a program um with my company beyond athletics um you know if if if, if that is where you're at in your journey i mean that makes sense for you um so get on that there if you want more art of kings follow us on instagram at underscore art of kings underscore or follow beyond athletics on instagram at underscore beyond athletics inc underscore um everything again will be left in the description below again thank you guys so much for listening and that concludes today's episode peace